0: We are back on the big wake-up call. I'm Ryan Gatenby, and uh, time to get to my next guest. And she is uh, returning to the show. She is senior editor at uh, People Magazine, and uh, People Magazine Investigates is returning for a new season beginning uh, Monday at 9 o'clock Central on Investigation Discovery. And we're going to visit once again with Alicia Dennis, and uh, welcome back to the show.
1: Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's good to be back.
0: It is good to talk to you again. How are you this morning?
1: I'm good. It's a little bit rainy over here in the New York City area, but, uh, you know, I guess that's kind of atmosphere
0: for uh, Halloween. <laughs> well, and um, I don't know if it's coming your way, but uh, we've got three to five inches of snow, so that that's even spookier for Halloween, right?
1: Oh, boy. No kidding.
0: Because I'm sure my daughter is excited about wearing a snowsuit under her Daniel Tiger costume. That'll be... <laughs> But but that's not why you called. Let's uh, get right to it. You have a whole new season of uh, People Magazine Investigates. And uh, back on Monday, what, what are we going to see on, uh, on the premiere episode of the season?
1: Yeah, thanks. We're really proud of our fourth season coming up. And our premiere episode is this intriguing case that's known as the Springfield Three. It's about uh, two teenagers, Susie Streeter and her best friend, Stacy McCall, had just graduated from high school they were going around to all their high school parties you know embarking on a new chapter of their lives uh that night they decided to spend the night at Susie streeter's house her mother was there cheryl levitt and uh everything just seemed to be as normal as could be the next morning when family and friends hadn't heard from them and this was in 1992 so it was before the era of cell phones and you could track people and know where they were um People went over to the house to find out where why they hadn't heard from them, and the house was eerily quiet. There was no one there. The women's purses were all lined up in a row. Uh, their personal belongings were there, no sign of a struggle. 24 hours later, police were called because it seemed as if they were missing. And now, almost three decades later, we still don't know where they are.
0: So, what is it like then? And you mentioned, while wow, this is an earlier era, it's not like you're, you're you're researching. You're not you're not Googling stuff. Are you on the ground in in Springfield, Missouri, looking for you know leads from 27 years ago?
1: You know, we've had reporters there. We've had uh, reporters, you know, very connected to police. This is an open investigation that police are determined to solve no matter what. And they tell us that they are still getting several leads a week that come in on this case. And so by us focusing a spotlight on this, we have a story in People Magazine about it as well as this episode focusing on it. There's always... The hope that someone out there has some information that they never thought was important enough to share or they have a dark secret that they've been holding on to this for so long and they're ready to share it now. Um, Just the idea that somehow these families will get some answers and questions that they've been asking themselves every day for 27 years.
0: So an active investigation and, and people, uh, the police getting leads every week, this, this still has to be, even though it was so long ago, it, it's still a recurring, it's, uh, if not necessarily a top of mind, it's certainly always there in, in the minds of the people of Springfield.
1: Oh, for sure. It definitely is, and I think really frustrating for police. They had the odds stacked against them from the beginning because people were in and out of an active crime scene before they realized it was a crime scene. So a lot of any kind of evidence that would have been there was not available to them. There were massive searches, expanded searches on the ground and on foot, on horseback, in boats. And just trying to track down, it just seems impossible, doesn't it, that three people would vanish without a trace and we would have no idea what happened. It's it's one of those things that will just haunt their loved ones forever until they know.
0: I, I just can't imagine, and just the odds are at, at some point since 1992 that there'd be some you know, you know, just the smallest piece of evidence sometime can lead to somebody who knows something. and it is kind of baffling that it's uh, it has just come up empty for so long.
1: You're exactly right, and, you know, cold cases are being solved um, all the time. There can be answers even when there were none, and so you're right. It's, it's a very intriguing, very baffling case. Um, in our episode, we go through different suspects, different people who may have known things, and uh, I think that viewers are really going to be involved in the storytelling.
0: So, is your goal to to highlight the story, to bring attention to it, in, in in the hopes that someone will will see it, come forward, that this can lead to to solving the case? What what is your what is your angle? What's your presentation when you're doing this?
1: Well, that's always our hope, if it's an open case, for sure. You know, we've um, there are age progression photos of what these women would look like today. Um, as and you, you know that there have always been cases that shock and surprise us when they turn out to be solved in ways that we didn't expect. So, yeah, that's always, you know, our hope. And in this season, we have made sure that there are many different types of cases that we're featuring, including cases that have been resolved and cases that have been been solved, that viewers can watch and, and wonder if they were right at the beginning of the episode, and it turns out maybe they weren't by the end. So we have a mixture of mysteries that hopefully we can get answers to, as well as cases that you can just watch and see from beginning to end.
0: For this particular case in Springfield, and it just occurred to me we're going back to 1992, if this had happened you know recently there would be so much footage available there would be coverage there would be links there'd be websites i imagine you might be limited to are are you, are you able to track down like local springfield television coverage from 1992 that's probably on on a vhs tape somewhere
1: exactly exactly we did a lot of work to find um historical footage you know archival footage uh Uh, the news coverage from back then that we were able to include in this episode. But it's just as you say, like right now, um, if somebody were to disappear, you've got cell phone records, you've got pings on different towers where you can maybe track locations. There are surveillance cameras in neighborhoods. There are all these different types of technology, as well as the advance of DNA testing. Right. It gives, you know, police officers so many more tools. Than they had in '92,
0: and I don't know what the status of, of DNA testing was back then. I know in the movies and TV, whatever, e- even then you do a DNA test and they get it back in about an hour. But now it, it's it's almost that way with uh, you know including the the ancestry ancestry sites being able to do that.
1: Sure, that is definitely something that is cracking a lot of cold cases, and sometimes, you know, to the surprise of people's families, because they had no idea that they had, you know, a killer cousin or someone in their midst who, you know, had had committed a crime that no one knew about. And so, yeah, there's a lot more, uh, like I said, tools that investigators can use than they had available to them before.
0: I would imagine there have been um, you know different programs, different stories where someone did see something and was able to provide that piece of evidence. Should someone you know and, and one in a million chance, but perhaps not someone is watching this uh, Monday night, they see something, they recognize something. Hey, that reminds me of this. you know what what do they do? Do they call their their local authorities? Do they try to call the Springfield police? What would be the the, the procedure then?
1: exactly they would call the springfield police Um, in the magazine story that we did about this case we have the phone number for the police um, get in touch with the springfield police this was a case that when it first broke had been on you know the show america's most wanted there were thousands of tips that came in there there was some caller who said that that caller had information but by the time they tried to connect with the springfield police that caller had disappeared and never came forward? What if that person is out there and really does have information? They should definitely get in touch with the Springfield Police. They're desperate to solve this case.
0: And uh, Alicia Dennis is a senior editor. People Magazine Investigates returns uh, this coming Monday, November 4th at 9 o'clock on uh, Investigation Discovery. And, uh, well, it was great to talk to you again. Please please come back when uh, we have another story to talk about.
1: I would love to. Thank you so much.